Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. What up, T? Yo. This my joint now. Can they hear this song? This my joint now. Can they hear this song? I think so. If not, we hey, Mike, is this, uh, incredibly Imagine foolish. Dragons. And that, what? This is a rap. Imagine Dragons. No. It is, is a group called Prime Time Players. Prime Time Players. Yeah, they're a little group. I like the little Grammy winning wannabes. Did they want a Grammy? <laughs> no. Wannabes. Oh, yeah, so. What's, What's up? up? What's up, Dave? Hello. <laughs> What's up, Tommy Elwell? How are you? Man, I'm fired up. I'm ready to uh, have a great show. How are you? I was actually going to say the exact same thing, so thanks for screwing it up for me. You were going to say, exactly I'm fired that. up? Exactly, yeah. I'm looking forward to a great show. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. Shout out to Twitter, Arnold Terrina, Alan Ram, Josh Fontaine. We got Courtney Hennessy. Pierce, Calvin Pierce, Kevin Campbell. These are some of the tweets that are coming in. Hashtag Next Level Briggs. What's up, Jennifer Briggs? Hashtag Auto Dealer Live. Don't you love it when your name is Jennifer Briggs, but your Twitter handle is Next Level Briggs? Like, you know, it's it's like you're you really don't you're going so fast if you're Jennifer Briggs that you don't have time to really call yourself anything other than Next Level Briggs because by the time someone figures out and say, what's her name? It's like, oh, no, she's not there anymore. She's she's, she's already the, on the next level. Yeah, she's the next and level. And then she, no one took it. The either. one thing that remains the same is her last name, Briggs. The only constant in life is change, Dave. <clears throat> What's up, Jen? Guys, it's January 7th. This is Auto Dealer Live, and we have been rambling on for a couple of minutes now. <laughs> but you know what? We like it that way, don't we, Tommy? That's how we do it, actually. Exactly this is how, how we do it. We do it. Mm, mm. Did I mention hashtag Auto Dealer Live? You did not. I think I did, actually. In all the uh, nonsense that we've been talking about and all the uh, riffraff that we've been mentioning, um, we did not one time say hashtag auto. Well, how about you tweet us using hashtag auto do live then? Yeah, tweet us. Look, here's what's really cool. This little light that shines up, we have people ask us all the time right here. You know, I don't know if you guys probably know this, obviously, but, um, you know, you can set the little setting in your phone that every time a notification happens, you know, you get the little flashlight lights up, right? I think it's kind of cool. And been doing it for about a year or so, but thought it was kind of cool for you. Kevin the show. Campbell said he said the new intro is sweet. He said Villa Flossen in the Sweet Beamer. Mm. It was it is nice. And you see my big goonie butt, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, Man, goober. I, what's that, Mike? I said yeah, goober. I'm growing out the beard, y'all. I don't know what it's going to end up looking like. Like a terrorist. Like or a straight up like, terrorist. <laughs> I was thinking more like a lumberjack, but lumberjack. whatever your no, persuasion. Whatever you want to say. Hey, listen, we are um, we are live today, and uh, if you haven't noticed that just prior to us, about uh, an hour ago, 2.30 Eastern Time, we started on Autotainment Network 
today we have a lot party with Jason Rice of Lot Pop Auto, and then he was followed by the one and only Subi Gosh, 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 right? Mike, you are correct. Gosh, although she is now referred to as the Honey Badger, if she's still watching, the Honey Badger was on, and uh, and Subi Show killed it, and then. That was followed by Alan Ram, Ram on Fire, and then here we are live, Auto Dealer Live. We want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're on two places now, autotainmentnetwork.com and autodealerlive.net. And uh, we've got an amazing show today. We have the Round Robin Sales Panel where we've got an all-star, in my opinion, an all-star cast, Tommy, of sales professionals. And we're going to be discussing some really... Uh, I mean, we're going to discuss, as always, some hot topics. This is not going to be, it's not like your mama's radio show. You know what I'm saying? It's not like one of these things where we come on and be like, oh, Tommy, you're doing uh, so wonderful. One of mommy's stories. Mommy's, shh, mommy's watching the stories. Yeah, you know, Tommy, you're doing so wonderful. You know, I, I can't tell you how proud of you I am. I, I, thank you. I may go, Tommy, you suck. I hear that sometimes. <laughs> Tommy, you suck, man. Listen, you need to improve yourself. Or we may we may bring up an issue that somebody on the panel may disagree with. And here's the deal: look, we're 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 not just right down the middle. We we take a stand and we have an opinion on issues. But sometimes we're not really sure, and neither are you, dealers, on which side of the fence you're on when it comes to things that work. Because here's the deal, Tommy: whether it's cradle to grave, whether it's taking a to at the beginning or at the end, or whether it's you know one price or haggle, or whether it's you know an up system or no up system. There are successful dealerships all over the nation doing it both ways. And who am I to sit here and tell you that one way is the right way or one way is the wrong way? What I want to know is what the experts, which are the people that we have on this show and we interview that are on the blacktop every single day, have to say, hey, this is working for me. Amen. Boom. Right? Let me just, you know what? I, Boom. Drop the mic on that piece. I'm not going to drop it because it's really <laughs> heavy. So it's <laughs> a loud thud. We're going to talk about several things today, and we have literally um, a great, 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 great group of people. Now, here's what's cool about today's panel, Tommy. This is these are the people I know you know who they are, but yep. literally every single one of these people right now will be doing this show from a dealership around the United States of America. We've got California represented. We have Texas. We have Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have we have Kentucky. Newport Richie represent Florida. Newport Richie, man. Yeah. Hey, you know what's cool about Newport Richie? Um, we have Newport Richie represented, but Newport Richie, Florida, has the number one Hyundai store in the United States of America, and it has the number seven, which is one of our clients and a friend of mine, Don Mullis, friendly Kia, number seven Kia store in the United States. Yep. So Newport Richie is represented in the house today, nice. but we've got several states represented, and these are all people that are calling in from the blacktop. That's pretty cool, wouldn't you say? It's people who are on who are doing the deal. It's not theory, right? It's not textbook stuff. They're not you know eggheads. Those are people that are doing it. Eggheads, <laughs> eggheads. Nerds are cool. Dumpty when you nerds, are, <laughs> but nerds are cool today, man. Nerds speaking, are cool. Speaking of, they're doing it. Uh, Mike D. Louisville, the Louisville Chevy dude. Is actually delivering a car. He will be joining us as soon as humanly possible. He actually texted us at three o'clock. He's like, "My client showed up late," but I tell you what, Mike. Duty calls. Mike. Oh, Mike it. set a goal for moving five hundred units solo this year. Come on, that's Mike Davenport's going to be on today. He will be late, but better late than never. And duty calls. Oh yeah. Hey, let me tell you something right now. That never gets old. But look, look, hey. Duty. <laughs> and you know what, though? He's going to be on. And, and uh, hey, listen, we're giving away a bobblehead. Today is national. Tommy, did you know today? What time is the panel, Mike? 
in two minutes. Two minutes. All right. So we have we have 120 seconds, Tommy, and counting. Today, uh, one of our um, one of our uh, sales reps who's lighting it up right now, Amanda, told me that today is National Bobblehead Day. National, I know, but national, but because it was going to be real expensive to get something shaped like you. The plastic was going to be incredible. But here's the deal. It's National Bobblehead Day, man. Literally, National Bobblehead Day. So today, in honor of National Bobblehead Day, we're going to give away a bobblehead to the top tweeter leader. Look, blow up Twitter right now. Hashtag Auto Dealer Live. Listen, bobblehead coming your way. What bobblehead? Um, I I think it's mine, right? Because Yes. Yes, mine. You know, I may throw in if you would rather have one. Now, this <laughs> this is going to be kind of cool because look, we have some leftover crib dolls. Oh yeah, that's vintage. You can't that's even like true. vintage. You can't it's get vintage. those anymore. They're never going to be made again. We have some Dave cribs. Hashtag boom desk and deals. That's cool. We got those too. If you'd rather have one of those rather than me, that's fine. I'm not going to be offended. I don't no. care um, because you know I got mine. Dave has like actually he has if you go in his entertainment room in his house he's, <laughs> no. he's got them lined up so he'd rather not no Dave don't have CD that. purposes yeah I'm Dave don't have that but but I'm totally kidding but well, no I mean you know hey I just want to make sure they understood but here's the deal if you'd rather have a um, desking deals doll the bobblehead That's we've cool. got them we got them you can have one the the tweeter leader today gets their choice of mine no Arnold you cannot have a Mike doll because we don't have any more of those. But you can have one of mine or one of Cribs if you're the top tweeter leader today. Hashtag. Or you can have a Sasquatch if you want. You could have 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 the Sasquatch if you so choose. You could. But please don't because I don't know where to get another one. Yeah, that was pretty cool because I bought that for him. Where was I at when I bought that? You were out of state, I think. I think I was out. I think it was when we went to Digital Dealer. Was it Digital Dealer or Tennessee? Digital Dealer. Did somebody say something about Digital Dealer? Is there anything digital Dealer. <laughs> yeah, Digital Dealer. In two weeks from yesterday, listen, if you have not registered, time is almost out. But let me tell you something, man. I know there's – and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – look, we're friends with everybody out there. We love everybody. Um, going to be doing some motivational Mondays with uh, CBT. Um, they, they called me, and I've sent them two videos uh, already. So we're friends with everybody. I know there's conferences coming up. you got CBT's conference in February. And I know news seems better, but let me tell you something. There's nothing better than, in my opinion, than Digital Dealer Conference, which in two weeks from this past Tuesday, Wednesday, and then half a day today, you want to be in Orlando, Florida for Digital Dealer 20. You don't want to miss it. Look, for no other reason, yours truly, we're going to be hosting – on the keynote stage at 5 o'clock on Wednesday, the 20th, the Great American Automotive Panel. And we have, Tommy, right before we bring our guest on here right now, Mike, you got the thumbs up already? We're going to have Rick Reichart, the number one certified for a certified pre-owned dealer in the United States of America. He sells over 800 certified pre-owned vehicles a month. We have Matt Lasco. We have John Marazzi. Matt's the number eight certified Ford pre-owned dealer in the nation. We have John Marazzi, a top 30 Honda dealer in the nation. Uh, and, and I think he's number one on the West Coast in Florida. And then we have Brett Oob, which owns four stores and maybe might own one or two more within by the time he gets the digital dealer. Ballers. We have them on the stage. Shot callers. That's the kind of keynote I'm talking about, Willis. What you talking about, Willis? Digital dealer 20. We've got some tickets. We still have a couple. Of, if you're in the automotive business, you work at a dealership, and you want to go to Digital Dealer, I'm going to throw this out, okay? If you are a dealer, and you're, or you work in the automotive business, and you're a dealer, free tickets to Digital Dealer for you today. If you tweet during this show, 
using the hashtag Auto Dealer Live. Come on, somebody. That's not. That's that's. Um, it's like it's like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a few bills. Anyway, that's awesome. He's ready. The next up. The next up is the Round Robin <laughs> sales panel, but of course. Boom! Every time I hear Round Robin, I think of Red Robin, and I always want a burger. <laughs> he got, he got a yum. <laughs> we have Jared Drake. Boom! Mike Carrera, Victor Montoya. Montoya. When I hear Victor Montoya, I think of that movie where you know what you killed my, you yeah. killed my father or my mother, whatever. What is it? What's that movie? It's the Princess Princess Bride, Brides. No? Yeah. And now prepare to die. When I hear Victor's last name, I know it's not that, but I hear yeah, the way it. I want to say it. Victor yeah, Montoya. Montoya. You know what? You 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 listen. You know what? You crossed my Toyota cell and prepare to die. Victor Montoya, Mike Davenport, which will be buzzing in live at some point. Charles Cannon and Rob Toromina. We have the all-star round-robin sales panel. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this seventh day of January. And uh, we are excited about having you guys on. And I want to jump right in, kind of throw the first question out there. And uh, listen, I want to talk about dealership culture, guys. We're going to talk about several things t- today. This is not one of those little, you know, I know you guys are, are, are have been on the show before. Also, you're listeners of the show. And you know what? You're car guys. And, um, and so, you, you know, you're not used to being coddled. So here's the deal. We don't want a coddling show, right, where we all like, you know, warm and fuzzy and pat each other on the back. And, you know, we want to talk about some things that are controversial in the auto industry one way or the other. But I want to start about start talking about, uh, at first, digital, uh, I'm sorry, dealer culture, digital dealer, di- dealership culture. And I want to talk about the fact that you guys are all on the dealership blacktop as we speak. And when it comes to dealership culture, you know, there's this, there's this in the car business, this lone wolf, you know, this like I'm all by myself mentality. I'm going to go to Mike career for sales manager raceway 40s in california and mike you know is is a team mentality the way to go i mean is it possible in the car business okay in this business where it's historically been a cutthroat industry is it possible to have this team mentality or does it have to be a lone wolf every man or every woman for themselves talk about that mike carrera is it possible that we can get a team that really cares about each other, that watches each other's back and helps each other succeed? By all means. I, I can't speak for anybody else's store. All I can do is, is focus on what's worked for this store. We just finished up a year uh, of another year of continued growth. We are 129% over the year prior. We had the largest growth in our zone. So when you look at just increasing sales, it's one thing, but we've captured more of the zone than any other dealership. And it's, it's I think, more in uh, – a reflection of the culture of our store than anything else. When I first got here, we had a sales office that was in a back office, literally with a little window that looked out onto the, the showroom floor. We, we, we went away from that whole back room where there's a manager hidden someplace where you don't get to spot, you know, speak with them. We moved the sales desk out onto the middle of the showroom floor. I mean, literally out in the middle of the showroom floor in close proximity with our customers. I, I engage with the customers. I introduce myself to just about everybody that walks in the door. If they're doing a write-up, I definitely introduce myself to them. My salespeople know that I'm as accountable as they are. Uh, they know that I'm going to do everything I can to support them, to back them, and to give them all the things that they need. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, we eliminated the idea of a, a traditional Internet sales department of a separate group of guys, again, in a back room, with, you know, 
lashed to some computers and not doing anything but working exclusively with Internet customers. Everyone that's here is an Internet salesperson. Everyone that's here is a retail salesperson. Everyone that walks in the door is an Internet customer, so why not give them uh, a full trained staff of people that they can work with instead of channeling through one specific department? Well said. Okay, so you're a big believer, and, and, and obviously you said, you know, hey, I'm speaking for my dealership, and, and that's really what we want. We have experts on the panel today. We have great salespeople that are moving a lot of iron, and, you know, and, and, and you guys are all successful at what you do, and there's an element of, hey, look, you're at the top of your game, so if anybody could be a lone wolf, if anybody, Rob, could be a lone wolf, it could be Rob. You know, it could be Rob Terramino. He's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a freaking stud at, you know, at Nissan. He's, he's the king of Firkins. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're, you're, you're the man. But here's the deal. The person at top that has every right to be a lone wolf, that has every right to look out for himself, I mean, do you believe, Rob, that, hey, a team mentality is possible in today's 2016 automotive industry? Absolutely. We just changed our, uh, actually, our pay plan. You, you'll never hear this much in a dealership level but our pay plan just actually changed for the better and not going the other way um on volume and things like that our pay plan has just changed to um we get extra bonuses when the store hits 100 percent of their number 110 percent and then 120 percent so it's definitely a team level it's not just the managers getting paid on that 100 percent 110 percent or 120 percent now it's the salespeople actually get paid bonuses on top of that um, with with their regular monthly bonuses and things like that. So the culture has definitely changed to be more of a team environment, that you're actually all striving for, for that number, whatever your manufacturer has set forth, to hit that retro uh, number and to get that retro money and to get that CSI score. All that money is transferable into our bonus plan now as of January. So uh, the culture is definitely changing to a team environment. Okay. So does that cause y'all to 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 kind of gel more, or are you more gelled because of that, or is it that? Um, are you well, still- absolutely. I mean, if I if I need to jump in, even though it's not my deal for a, a, a TO, even if you know I'm just a salesperson on the floor, I might not be. A, we don't have floor closers here. I'm going to jump in on somebody else's deal, knowing that that might be that one unit that pushes us up from 110 percent to 120 percent, because that's going to mean more money in my pocket at the end of the day. So I'm going to Joe. I'm going to take tos. You're going to take care of your green teas that come on the floor, instead of you know in the old school mentality that I kind of was raised in the car business of you know they tried to make you quit when you came on the sales floor because there was another body in their way. You know we're trying to coddle them people, make sure they're not blowing through ups, make sure that they're sitting down, they're they're doing the write ups, taking the time to get things done, and then we're going to help them push the deal over the top if we need to. Our sales manager doesn't even have to interject because that's the culture we have. He does interject, but if if he's tied up doing another deal on the floor, we have enough veterans here that are going to jump in and try to save that deal and progress and, and push it along if the customer is getting ready to leave. That's 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 amazing. By the way, just really quick, a tweet came in. Jason Rice at Lot Pop uh, said for the to- top Twitter influencer today, he wants to throw in a Lot Party shirt. Um, these are fresh off the press and uh, with the Autotainment Network on the back as well. So these are cool as heck. I've seen one of them. So uh, I want one, Jason, by the way. And uh, let me ask this, man. Rob, that was pretty cool because, Tommy, you're, you're, you were both in sales here, and obviously you're executive senior account manager here at IPD, and so you lead a team. But at the same time, you know, you've been here seven years, and you've 
you've um, not always led a team, and, and you've always been the kind of person that would jump in and help. To hear Rob say that, um, that, you know, I will jump in. And, of course, there's split deals, and there's ways for you to increase your pocketbook. But, Victor, isn't that the sign? And kind of staying in this vein for one more second, isn't that the sign, really, of, hey, look, if I'm, you know, it's not a dog-eat-dog. I'm not going to step on someone's head to get to the top. I'm competitive, but at the same time, I want to see everyone around me succeed because if everyone succeeds around me, it takes a team effort to get to where we want to get to. Is that a, is that a fair assessment, Victor? And, and how, how do you feel about that? Absolutely, that's a fair assessment. But uh, not only is it that possible, I think it's necessary in the environment that we're in today. And uh, we're actually living this right now with uh, a new GM coming in. We're actually trying to find a new culture. And uh, I'm actually in my GM's office right now. So they go ahead and use my office. Of course, he doesn't have a camera to work on his computer. But, um, you know, when your pay plan, like Mike said, or uh, like Rob said, when your pay plan's tied to helping the guy that's next to you in the trenches or trusting the people in your BBC or, you know, knowing that F&I is there to do the best job, not to, uh, um, to, to, to do the best what's right for the customer. And, uh, you know, to put up the numbers that Mike was saying in your dealership and to, to do that every year and uh, come up to 125% of, of your best, you have to have that culture. And uh, that's just the way I believe. I don't know if it uh, is, is present in every dealership um, as I talk, but we're trying to develop that now as a new culture for us. Okay. Well, hey, a tweet came in. Actually, Kevin Campbell was, is pretty active today. He said, they say treat it like your own business, so of course it's a lone wolf gig. Nobody else is going to pay your bills, hmm. which there's some, there's some logic to that for sure. Um, Charles, now you're, you're in a um, – you can address uh, – weigh in on this as well, and you're in a, a high-line high dealership, which may or may not affect um, uh, how other people have answered. But what do you, what do you think about that? When it comes to the lone wolf or the or the group mentality, uh, where you're where you're at. Uh, well, first of all, I do agree with Kevin to a certain extent. You are a lone wolf because it it is a business within a business, and that's how you have to see to be successful. However, it does take a team to do it right. In other words, you still need a a porter to get a car for you. You may need another sales guy to help you with multiple customers, or and your managers take a turn. So it's it's a little bit of both. But the, the team mentality is the best way to go. I I do feel uh, especially. My point of view, because I'm in management, you definitely want a, a culture where everybody feels like they're 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 they are their own person, but at the same time, they're there to help their fellow salesperson in case they're in need of something. And um, I've been in environments where it is totally lone wolf, and everybody's out for themselves. And I was promoted by management, and just made a why it's a competitive environment. It's pretty bad for the customer because sometimes you're not wanting to help a person, or you have some animosity towards them, and and stuff like that. So I I do feel that. Having a, you know, environment where everybody sees it as a team, and while and you look at it as I am my own business, but I am willing to help the next person is is the way it goes. So having a hybrid is probably the the best route. Okay, Jared, kind of going to you, changing gears a little bit, looking at, um, you know, looking at cradle to grave, and this has been something in 2015 that we've dissected, flipped around, man, you know, like Bell Bidvoe, smacked it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no, oh no. You know, so we we you know we've we've taken this thing apart. In 2015, it's still up in the air. And, you know, I mean, you have dealerships that are afraid to get rid of sometimes the old dog. Then you have some people that says, say, don't get rid of the old dog, train the old dog. And then you have, all, you know, you have these different opinions. Jared, and we'll kind of start it going back down from you. Your opinion on handling the customer from cradle to grave. 
You know, do you need an extra layer? Do you need someone at your dealership that handles the Internet customer and then, hey, somebody else that handles them when they come in, the up that walks in? Or is it one and the same? How does that look for Jared, uh, Drake, and, and, and where you're located, Jared, and in your opinion? You got it. Hey, guys, appreciate being on the show today. Um, we do have a designated Internet department here at the dealership. Um, you know, of course, I can, you know, retail sales first, thanks all new, used, whatever. I will tell you one thing, though. Um, cradle to grave. I mean, absolutely. We want people to take care of them from, you know, the very start. And once they do business with us, we want them to have them, you know, customers for life. So we definitely want to do that. We're into long-term relationships with customers. 70 to 75% of our business and my business is repeat and referral. And that's the longevity with staying at the same store. And of course, marketing, um, as a salesperson, that's something that was real key for me in the last uh, five years, marketing myself to, you know, so obviously if somebody wanted to buy a car, who do they think, they think for? They, uh, you know, ask for me. So, Well, let me, and, and let, me, let me clarify for a second. I didn't literally mean, I mean, I don't know if you, I think maybe, uh, I don't mean like the longevity of a customer's life. They that's are awesome. <laughs> he's like, I want to see somebody yeah. when they're 21 and then when they're 84, I want to sell them. I want to sell, yeah, exactly. sell a baby. Yeah. I appreciate that. I want to sell, sell a kid their Barbie Jeep and I want to sell, <laughs> sell the freaking hurts that the person gets taken to the, to the graveside in. But here, here's the deal. Let me ask you from this standpoint. Like yeah, the, from, yeah, I mean, you started out by. So, I mean, you have an internet department that handles the lead, but I mean, these, which is the best way, Jared? I mean, because I know you're a stud man, you're killing it. You know, you're, you're, you're selling, I mean, an incredible amount of vehicles, so you're doing it right. And, and so there's no doubt about that. But, I mean, is it – these dealerships, not everybody's a stud. Not, every, not everyone's a studette. Not everyone is a 25, 30-car, 20-car salesperson, right? You've got to have some 15, 17, 10, 12-car salespeople mixed within. And so my question is, is it right to have a group that handles these leads that get cut in on some of the commish or – should we train our people, you know, since it's 2016, and should we train them to handle this person from the Internet to coming in and have this kind of be one and the same? And I know that everyone, you know, else is, is kind of itching to get in and answer this as well, and we'll let everyone kind of just follow suit. Um, but, but, Jared, you first, and then we'll go to, uh, to Mike Carrera, and then everyone else, you guys just kind of follow in and, and, and give your opinion. But, Jared, what do you think about that, man? I would definitely be open to it. You know, I, I tell you what, on 2016, I'm on a mission to reach as many people I can, and I would be totally open to any more opportunities from whatever source that they'd be coming from. So I would be open to, you know, having everybody get all the leads all the time. I'd love to know what Candace Crane means, by the way. Just real quick to throw this in. I think I know what you mean. Is there a way to take a call or no? If she wants to call in, yeah. What's the number? 813. Candace Crane said something, and I just want to know because, hey, you know what? This is just how we roll. But uh, is that the number, the 574 1820? All right, 813. Candace, if you're listening and you want to call in, it's up to you. 813 574 1820. 813 574 1820. But she said, Dare I take it, Mike Carrera? So we can throw this to you, Mike, and then also let you comment on the cradle to grave. Dare I take it one step further? She said, One price slash one person. Woo! I mean, she it. she's a she's a pot stirrer, man. I mean, she is a pot stirrer. Between her and Cullen, which was on last week, we're going to ask about that in Carvana. I'm not sure how they get through dinner, <laughs> right? I mean, they kind of disagree. But but what do you think, Mike? Cradle to grave. Cradle to grave. I'll touch the the one salesperson, one price. That's <laughs> going to leave that question. alone. He's I, like, I'm leaving I'd that alone. I'd like to shelf that for another discussion. Um, 
Cradle Grove, the way we've run it here, and again, it's, it's on my store and a small little store in uh, in Riverside, California. I'm surrounded by bigger stores, so we're constantly clamoring to get our market share, and it works for us. I wouldn't say for sure it, it's guaranteed to work anywhere else, but the hybrid system for us, it requires a little bit of extra work on the sales managers we have because I don't have someone that's managing the lead flow. You know, when the leads come in, they come into uh, – a, a waiting queue, if you will, and I got to know who's available and who's ready to, to grab a lead. If I got two guys that are working with customers and they're in the round robin and they're not able to respond to the lead in a timely manner, I got to be aware of it so I can get it to someone that can right. uh, get to it timely. Um, but it, it's for me, it's the way to go. Uh, the idea of having one person generate a quote, send it out, set the appointment, be that one, one person that's available for the customer when the customer comes in, show them the vehicle, that get is them the way the to go. Uh, I don't use uh, a floor manager unless I absolutely have to. My salespeople are pretty well versed. We're, we're training constantly. Uh, training is just something that we do not weekly. Uh, it's daily and sometimes a couple times a day. And every opportunity we have, uh, if there's a write-up that maybe doesn't go perfectly, we, we address it right after the customer leaves. And it's always training. So we're trying to keep everybody on the same page. And it's it's working. Our continued growth just so you. It. So you're totally for per somebody handling it from soup to nuts, so to speak. Yes, sir. In, okay. I mean, Victor. Yeah, this is Charles. I, I, I agree with that as well. Who's I mean, this? I, I think Charles. That, okay, go ahead, this Charles. Is Charles. Yeah, so I think Cradle Grave is the way to go. I mean, that's what we do. And I, I think that, you know, nowadays the Internet's not going away, so salespeople need to be trained how to how to deal with uh, Internet internet customers. That's, that's going to be the customer of the future. That's just, to me, it should be the same way as, you get a new salesperson in, you teach them how to sell a car, steps to the sale, teach them how to hail internet customers. It should be just that common. And and so, you know, at our store, uh, we do have a hybrid system where, you know, managers handle, the, assign the incoming leads, or sometimes they're auto-assigned by the computer. And we, on top of it, make sure it's answered in a timely manner and make sure the customer gets all the questions answered and, and stuff like that. So, uh, but we're we're on them as far as uh, accountability, as, as far as answering answering the leads and and getting the customers in the door. So that's to me, that's that's the way to go is train everybody how to do it because that's that's the customer of the future. Now, by the way, Candice um, Candace is trying to call in. Candice, call in again, and uh, we're going to go in a, in about yeah, in just under just under a minute. We're going to continue. This is going to be our show today. We're going to take a couple of minute commercial break here in about forty seconds, and we're going to come back. With the panel, we've got plenty more. We've got tons of questions. Uh, Twitter questions are coming in. Listen, we'd like to throw it in. If you've got some questions, uh, keep them coming. Um, not only are we yep. going to give you a bobblehead, we're going to give you some shirts. Hashtag Auto Deal Live for qu any questions you got. We'll try to bring them up if we can. How long is our commercial break, Mike? Two minutes? Okay. So a two-minute commercial break. Candice Crane will be on the phone so she can explain what she's talking about uh, with one price, one person. Um, and uh, so the next up is the continuation of this amazing panel. Next Guys, up. don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in two minutes. Jason Rice from Laptop. Let me tell you what we do to help dealerships increase used car sales 20 to 30 percent in gross and volume. Three areas we focus on. Trend reports. We look at weekly trends that no one else is trending to make adjustments on our inventory. Two is we do weekly review calls to review those trends, but also we dig through every car that needs to be price adjusted to increase the searches. And three, we do a virtual lot walk, make sure every car is standing tall in line and make sure we don't have bad photos like these. Check out our website, lotpop.com our blog at automotivevolution.com and our weekly video tips at increaseturn.com. Thanks. 
Hello, I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself, your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. Max Profit Selling, an easy to follow, buyer friendly sales process that will give you the tools, skills and confidence to consistently sell premium vehicles to delighted buyers. To learn more about selling the way your customers prefer to buy, please visit NoPressureSelling.com or call 1-800-515-0034. Jason Rice from Lotpop, and let me tell you what we do to help dealerships increase used car sales 20 to 30% in gross. We're back. Thanks for coming back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, now we have Candace Crane on the line. Candace, are you with us? Candace, are you on too? I'm on, yep. <clears throat> hey, Candace, thanks for joining us. Hi, yeah, thanks for asking. No problem. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. So what, what did you mean when you said what you said that with the, um, dare I take it, the one step further? What did you, uh, what was your thoughts on that? Please weigh in. So one, one price, per- one person. One price, one person, yes. Clarify. Yeah, one price, one person is you eliminate negotiating and you eliminate F&I. Mm. So one... <laughs> Mm, <laughs> she, didn't, she said it so quickly. It was like a gut shot. I was like, oh, I felt my, it. My career my dropped off a Skype when he heard that. <laughs> he fell out of his chair. He fell oh, out of, looked, you were watching him. He fell out of his chair. He looked fairly frantic. He may have had to go take a deal. Yeah, I think he. I think a T.O., I think Mike Carrera in California at Raceway Ford just had a jump off. We saw him on. First he hung up, and then he was on Skype, and then he clicked off, and I think he was getting up to take a T.O., or he had to go to the bathroom. I don't know what happened, but something happened, and he had to go. But, Candace, you said eliminating F&I. Wow. And eliminating. Well, say it again, Candace. Say it again. So I don't, I don't want to. So, it was so swift. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was so shocking. Say it one more time. Yep. So one price, eliminate negotiation. Mm. One person, eliminate F&I. So one person takes the deal all the way. 
from my definition of cradle to grave. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you're also not you're also limiting negotiating. Victor Mentoria. Hey, hey, Victor. I, yes. What about that? That's a that's a, a pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come from I come from a, a cradle to grave store in the past, and I actually like that idea better um, to a kind of a hybrid system now. But um, I never did. I, I've done SNI before, but if you don't have all those fundamentals and structure in place um, already, then uh, that's that's a tough transition for people from people to go from uh, on on the. Uh, on the lot to all the way to F and I and for that transition. But I like the crazy grave aspect. I don't know if the F and I, um, you know, <laughs> cutting out F and I and doing that would, uh, would be, um, advantageous for the dealership as far as time and, uh, effort for the salesperson. Um, I don't know. It could work. And with us changing culture, that may be something we would, uh, we would be able to look at. You know, Candace is, Candace was on the show a few weeks ago and, and she's going to be, um, in Orlando at Digital Dealer with us on one of the panels where we're going to be talking about eliminating the box and discussing this very topic. And I know you're passionate about it, Candace. And, um, you know, and, and I'm going to let you guys continue talking about this, but just to kind of throw a little more, like, you know, I don't know, salt in the wound or nails under the tire or, you know, whatever you want to say, or maybe some sugar, you know, into the, into the tea, maybe if you like it. But one way or the other, throwing a little thing into the mix here, um, Candace, your, your husband, Cullen, uh, was on the show last week, and one of the things that, uh, not knowing you were going to come on, that I was going to bring up to these guys and and, and uh, Charles, um, I know, and again, I know you guys are in sales, and and Mike was a sales manager, and he's he's off. So, uh, but I want to bring up the uh, uh, Cullen is at Carvana. I'm not sure if you guys are on sales or in sales or are 100% familiar with it or what have you, but basically the e-commerce site where you can uh, quote unquote. The, the vending machine of car business and you know in lieu of auto auto nation candace even um really pushing now this digital showroom um that that they're doing um i'm going to ask you charles to kind of weigh in on uh on this as well you know is 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 this where we're going you know the elimination of the fni box the you know pushing a button so to speak having a car delivered to your house and then you know and having seven days to return it and you know, Charles, talk about this for a second. And is this something you like, or is this something that you think's going to take a piece of the market? But there's always going to be this, this, uh, this, this. You know what we do now. Talk about that. Yeah, I, I think that it sounds good in theory and in, in a perfect utopia land, but it's two totally different skill sets dealing with F and I versus dealing with salespeople. Because you know, it, it's getting if the person has perfect credit and. They're easy laid down, you know, 800 B, you're good to go. But when you're dealing with special finance people and, and people with credit challenges, there's there's a little bit more structure that has to be involved with finding the right vehicle and down payment and stuff like that that I think that people don't account for, that that uh, a finance manager has a relationship with a bank, that they can get something bought that maybe somewhere a customer just walks into a bank can get done. So could, it, could that work in certain situations? I guess it could, but even then – a customer, how many times do we have customers who swear up and down they know what they want, and then they end up coming to dealers who get something totally different? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think the vending machine part, I, I don't see that happening. And I, I think that having salespeople do it from from the very beginning all the way through finance, I, in my opinion, I think it's it's not a, a good business model. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe five, ten years from now, it could be the way to go. But as of right now, because it, it, to me, again, it's two different skill sets. Well, it's changed. I mean, we're and talking so about change here. I mean, let's, let's just face yeah. it. Let's face it, Rob. I mean, 
Tommy, I mean, Rob, the ch- change is, is the reason we even disagree with this is, is change. I mean, that's it, what I was going to say. I wonder if it's almost like it's too much, it's too different. Even though it might work, yeah. and, like you said, is it too well, different right because now, it's not people, what people are used to? Right now, pleated pants come back in. You know what I'm saying? Are they back in? I don't think so. <laughs> but I mean, like I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna kind of buck it. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, I mean, I kind of like the the flat front. You know yeah. what I'm saying, Charles? I mean, the bottom line is, yeah. I'm not ready for that yet. But I'm not ready for it. I mean, yes. You know, and so let's let's talk about that for a second, Rob. Is it is change, yeah. man? Is 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 uh, is it is it pushing change too quick? And, and Candace, I'm gonna let you guys just weigh in. I mean, I mean, I'll let you yep. guys kind of just take this for a few minutes here and, and kind of talk back and forth. Rob, talk about it. Candace, well, respond, and everybody just jump in. One big pile. I mean, I, I mean, I like, I like her idea of it. I like the business model of it. I don't know if it works everywhere. I think if you have somebody who's a veteran on the floor, that you know, I could go get my own deal finance right now, be a 500 beacon, mm-hmm. and no money down. I did eight deals last month where people were up upside down eight grand, nine grand. And what I did was I sold them two cars and buried the negative equity with rebates. So, you know, there, there's definitely a, a way to change. You know, we got people coming in that are negative equity situations now. And instead of selling them one car, everybody goes, oh, I can't do nothing with them. They're eight grand upside down. Why don't you try to sell them two cars and bury up the negative equity? Maybe there's another car that they need in their family. I did six, almost five or six deals like that last month with very negative equity in between two purchases. So I think there's room for change. I don't know if we're moving too fast because everybody does not have that skill set to be able to finance their own deal and to be able to sell an intangible product that's not in front of them anymore with a warranty gap, things like that. It's a lot different than selling cars. You know, it's an intangible item that's not there. You're selling that customer protection. Do I think that we would be better profitable in the, in the long run? Yes, because we already have the rapport with the customer. So any product that we try to sell them at that point, if we have the right amount of skill set, we're, we're going to stand to make more money on the back end of the financing as well as the front end of the financing because one person is touching that deal all the way through, and you have that rapport and you have that handshake, and they already love you. So, so that's my thoughts on well, it. That's, and that's awesome. Well, now let me ask you this. Candace, is it, is it skill set or is it fear? What do you what do you think what do you think it is? Well, I don't agree that you can't teach someone to sell an intangible product and I would go a step further to say that if if you can't sell an intangible product then I don't want you selling my tangible product, to be honest. I mean if if you're good at selling the vehicle, you can be taught how to sell the financing aspect. Um, the one missing component that um, I, I think I need to address is the working of the deal, which I agree um, does take some time and, and particular skills. The client that I have that I used to work for that does this well has centralized that function. So they have a centralized funding center um, of 17 $14 an hour employees that process over 2,400 car deals annually. They $14 an hour. They, they manage their relationships with the bank, and they're able to get those deals done. And more importantly, they're able to maximize on the rebates from the lenders because they can dictate where that money is going to go. So if you can centralize this function within even a single-point store and in, empower your salespeople to um, sell the menu, it's going to be more profitable for your store. It's going to be more profitable for your salespeople because now they're getting paid off of that, um, you know, that income that they weren't seeing previously. You can get more people through the door, and you're going to improve your customer experience. 
I mean, Mike, and, and we're going to bring Mike Davenport in too. Um, Louisville Chevy guy here. Mike's joining us. He, uh, Mike, we're talking about all kinds of things. Candace Crane joined us uh, via call in and just kind of stirred the pot a little bit, and, and rightly so. And we're talking about several things, but and, and I'm going to let all you guys weigh in, but we'll get Mike's opinion. I mean, we're talking about, and this may not kind of go together, but it does with regards to change. And, you know, uh, Colin was on last week. We were going to bring up the Carvana or vending machine aspect. Is that where we're going? AutoNation obviously is pushing hard, just launched this, you know, this whole digital showroom type deal. Uh, CarMax for a while had the five-day return. I think they're pushing it, in my opinion, extremely hard because of Carvana and seven-day, and they're kind of making this a big deal like it's brand new. Um, then Candace comes on. Candace, I said earlier when you came on, I was like, I don't know what you guys do for dinner. You guys have some really, really good ideas um, and some probably some controversial like debating dinners between you and Colin. But Candace comes on, says, hey, get rid of the finance box. Let's have one person. Let's have you know one price. Let's get rid of the haggling. Mike, I mean, here's my question, and, and um, I'm all for change, but is if we put so much on a, sales, a salesperson, Okay, A, this is a good question for you, Mike, and then Candace, you can respond. A, are salespeople really equipped? And I don't mean this like from a negative, but there's a skill set that comes with a person that really is effective at selling. And they're not t- technically, typically detail-oriented. And so do you want to dump all of this, quote-unquote, virtual paperwork on them? You know, will that limit sales? Save money on one end, cost money on the other, A. And then and B, are, are we... Um, are we are we really getting to a place, Mike, where um, where we're changing maybe too fast, or are we talking about too much change too fast, Mike? Well, here's a good thing because I don't know the whole conversation here, and because uh, I've been selling a car, and I literally have a customer here still mm-hmm. um, that we're just waiting on F and I. And um, here's here's my Candace? take on it. The, the, <laughs> he says he's waiting on F and I. I heard it. I heard yeah. it. Um, the average salesperson can't handle that. You know, the average salesperson sells nine point six cars per month. How can they handle more responsibility? And the only thing that's really going to probably do is create more frustration for the management team, really, because you're going to you're going to have that you know mediocre salesperson that that just doesn't know how to do the stuff or is not good with the computer or stuff like that. And and um, you know I got a CarMax right across the street from me. I Mister Shop them all the time. They don't have salespeople there. You know they got they got people who order takers. You know, get paid hour. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't even call them order takers. You know, you know, and and they can push that five day return policy, but. You know, it's it's goofy. You know, if, if you have a good professional salesperson, you're and that wants to stay at a dealership for a long time, you're going to sit there and consult your client and to make sure that they're making a good, well-informed decision, so that that way you don't have to worry about a return policy. And, and I know we got to get to. Is anybody else, Jared, uh, Jared, and, and Victor, and and Rob? Do you guys want to weigh in on that before we go back to Candace here, Charles? Any of you guys? Yeah, man, this is Jared. Hey, what I would say is, I mean, it's a it's a very neat idea. It's a very neat concept. So uh, it's always neat to think of new ideas and everything. I could I could see myself doing that if it was a digital uh, aspect where everything was signed digital as opposed to, uh, you know, there's so many different papers to all these different banks. If it was on a digital platform that, you know, was easy and you could just sign the forms and it printed the paperwork, I mean, that would be ideal. I mean, that's something that could happen. Uh, here at Bartow Ford, uh, our sales team is senior sales team and have been here for a very long time. And uh, they actually here at our dealership allow us to desk the deals and work the deals directly with the customers, which is huge, which is, I think, that, you know, uh, is, is awesome. Uh, talking about the finance side of it, I, I will say this. I do right now appreciate all the things the finance department does for me now, <laughs> but anything's possible in the future. Okay. 
Uh, somebody else, Victor, you want to weigh in? Yeah, I think, uh, I think you know, if you have the right structure and you have the right skill set and those two match and that's the culture that you want, um, it may be something that can happen. I mean, I can imagine uh, me going to F&I right now after being on the sales floor for, uh, for a little while. I would have a lear- quite a learning curve, and I did F&I for a couple of years. So um, that's something that, uh, you know, definitely takes its own set in general. So, um, you know, it could happen. Um, it's not, probably unlikely if you're not doing cradle to grave already, and it's uh, you know that's a, that's a huge leap if you have a BDC that's uh, handling the phone calls, transferring that to a, a sales person. They're handling the sale, getting it to F and I to learn all those skill sets and uh, put it all together may take time. So that change in general takes quite a bit, a, a lot of effort, and a lot of time. I think. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody tweeted and said, "Increase the commission. See if they uh, see if the salespeople go after the um, F&I. the whole yeah the whole F and I. See thing. how well they do in F and I if you increase. So you put a carrot out there. You put more commission. But you know. Well, and hey, this uh, real quick for Candace. Um, you know, we have I think arguably top performers, salespeople, um, on this panel right now. So now your your theory or what what you're thinking is that something that'll help maybe not these guys but maybe the majority, the other than." the kind of folks, the top performers? Is that, is that kind of the thought? Uh, to be honest, in my experience, because this has been implemented at a large group in, in Minnesota at the Walzer Automotive Group, um, they're a 12-store group, and, and we went through this implementation in 2010, and I'll tell you that it helped everybody. Um, it, 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 we were able to raise the bar from a, a minimum perspective of 10 units sold to now 15. So their average sales rep uh, company-wide, and again, this is 12-store group, is, is uh, just over 15 uh, units a month. They're averaging over $1,200 a car in PBR. And the top salespeople went from selling 30 cars a month as a, as a good month to selling 65 cars a month on a good month and selling over 500 units a year. There is 65? no way. Um, 65 units a month, correct. There's no mm-hmm. way that you can sell 65 units a month, in my opinion. I, I'd, I'd be happy to see it, but I, I just don't believe that it's possible to sell 65 units a month without being able to do F&I yourself. You just can't process that kind of volume to the door that fast, unless you, maybe unless you have your own F&I person that's not taking any car deals from anybody else. But if they're a shared resource, like they are in every other dealership, um, you're going to run into the same situation that the gentleman on the call is running into today, where he's, you know, sitting waiting to close his deal because the F and I box is backed up. Okay, and, and, and uh, Mike, I'll let you comment on that. But before we do, Rob, I mean, is is uh, somebody tweeted out um, more sales, more transparency, better CSI? I mean, is that is that true, or do you see this, Rob, as something? And I don't want to make the whole show about this, but I mean, do you see this as something that would bog down? And is Mike Davenport really quote waiting? On the sale to be closed. <laughs> I'll let uh, Mike I think I see I, I've seen it. I've seen it in, uh, in both instances. I know a guy that works out of the BMW store. Jay, he's selling about he's selling uh, probably forty five to fifty five BMWs a month. Now he does have a personal assistant back that backs him up, and he does have his own F and I person. So I think you need you, you still need other people there. I don't know if somebody could do it all themselves and get back out there and take mm-hmm. the internet lead and and walk them in the door. And as they're doing F&I and doing this, it's kind of hard for one person to be able to do all that stuff and continue the amount of cars that they, that they need to sell. Well, I have a quick question. Is anything else suffering because of that? Like, like relationships, um, you know, uh, repeat customers, the, the rapport that you keep and build 
uh, throughout the process? Is it is it is that does that strengthen? Does it weaken? Is that I th- I think it weakens. I mean, I think you, you I think it's less personable. Um, you know, if if you're doing all that stuff because you're you're going to be rushing to to get to the next thing and and but uh, how is it how know, is it finance? less personable if you're not if you're not handing it off? I mean, the handoff is what makes it less personable. Constantly having to transition the customer from one person to another to another to the sales manager to the F and I manager back to the car salesman. That's what makes it unpersonal. That's where the relationships begin to break down. When you can take that customer who's done 80% of their, their research or 80% of the way by the time they walk in the door, if you can take them tw- the, the final 20% very quickly and efficiently and they only deal with you, that creates an amazing customer experience. Mike, uh, some, Deanna Edison just tweeted in, all I hear is how hard it is. You know, so that's what she's saying. She's saying basically, I guess she's agreeing with uh, Candace and, and uh, but she's saying all I hear is how hard it is. I mean, is that really the case, or is it a case of maybe a uh, jack of all trades, master of none? Are we? Exactly. Uh, what What do you think, uh, MD? Well, I think one of the big things in this car business and being in it for 16 years here in a couple of days and seven days, I'll be in it for 16 years, and I've been in the F and I, I've been GSM, I've been new car, used car sales manager. Thank you. Um, and one thing that we always talk about is how something can't be done. This can't be done. Well, when I started back in 2000, they said the Internet wasn't going to take off, and I got ridiculed for doing these Internet deals. And and now look at us now. I mean, majority of our business is handled on Internet. We spend thousands and thousands of dollars per month on BDC, and dealers are out there spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on non-traditional advertising. No, my dealership, we don't spend any money in the newspaper. We spend very, very little on TV. We spend almost zero on radio. We don't own a billboard, um, you know, and, and we do it all digitally, you know. So that's one thing, too, and Deanna's right, is is all she's hearing is we can't, we can't. One thing that I did when I came back into sales five and a half years ago is I didn't, I'm not going to say I can't. It's, it's all back on me. And, you know, I put that huge goal out for myself this year. And it's amazing on people who says, you're never going to be able to do that. You're not going to have any time off. You're not going to do any of this. You're not going to do that. And it's like, you know what? I took 12 vacations last year. I took a vacation every single month. I took a time off. And I still beat everybody in the dealership. And I set a store record. So tell, keep telling people they can't. And, and unfortunately, the mediocre people are going to listen. And they're going to just step back and do it. However, it, like the store that is up in Minnesota that seems to be successful at it, if you just implement the rules and do things a little bit different to do that customer experience, because that's what I'm all about as a customer experience. I don't let service handle my customers. I set my service customers appointments for them. You know, I got this guy sitting here in front of me um, waiting for his truck and I don't have anything to do because he's buying the same exact truck from me. He bought a 14 uh, last year and now he's buying a 15 and I don't have anything to do. He just has to do the blue one star button push. And we did everything via text message to get this deal done. So that that's the experience you want to keep. And that's where you have to just say, okay, let's do it. How are we going to do it? And let's just get it done and, and, and commit first and figure out the rest later. Well, we've got, we've got two minutes here. So here's what I want to do real quick, and, and, and this is going to really just go down and down the line. I want to – a couple of minutes, let's just get like a 30, 45-second answer slash closing statement. But with this question, and, and I wanted to get this in for more time, but when it comes to self-branding, uh, you know, this is something else we hit hammered a lot in 2015. You know, Jared, we'll start with you. Are you experiencing resistance on the dealer management level when it comes to branding Jared Drake? Are you experiencing resistance? Do you find that you reach a certain level and then it, you know, it catches resistance, you know, or do you have really none at all? Talk about that. And then uh, and we're going to give everybody a chance to answer that when it comes to self-branding moving forward in 2016. 
Yeah, no resistance at all, man. They, uh, it's wide open. I mean, in fact, they uh, encourage it. Any any areas, uh, groups, clubs, social media, you know, any and everything. It's 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 good. Give us the word, man. Jared Drake's 2016 word. The word. The word. The word for me this year. It's funny you asked me that. Is fun. I want it to be fun. Everything that I'm doing this year. And I think I'm gonna. I think in all areas, it's gonna be awesome. It's just gonna blow up. Awesome, man. Well, well said. Well said, Mike. Oh, Mike's, uh, Mike, Mike jumped Mike off jumped the off. That's right. Okay. Um, Victor, you're still with us, right? Yes, yes. I'm here. All right, brother. We'll go ahead and weigh in on that in your final statements. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as far as the uh, branding question, uh, I have had no resistance whatsoever. I mean, I was on this January um, show last year exactly, almost to this day, and uh, we talked about that this was a revolution that we we're going to go through, not a resolution. And that this 2015 has been a revolution for the car business. It's been great. Um, so I haven't had any uh, anybody stopping me as far as uh, uh, brand, personal branding. Um, they know it promoting the dealership on the face of Scion, on the face of, uh, of the Chamber of Commerce. So they love what I'm doing. Um, so all I would have to add to that is my word of the day is probably depth. Take, uh, take the customer base you have and go deeper in that uh, customer base and, uh, um, you know, discover what's deeper in, uh, you know, who's, who's next in line and, you know, uh, take care of those customers that you have, and uh, I think everything will take care of itself. So we got fun and we got depth. Well said, Victor. And uh, we're going to go to uh, Charles Cannon. Charles, when it comes to uh, self-branding, are you experiencing resistance um, on the dealer management level? Do you find that you've reached a certain level, or do you have none at all? And then give us your word that Charles Cannon wants to leave with the listeners for the year 2016. Uh, uh, you know, I'm blessed and fortunate in the fact that uh, – my uh, my management, my general manager, he believes in branding, and uh, he supported me 100% in all the actions I've done when I was on the floor. And so I'm able to pass that along to, to my fellow salespeople that who want to do it and, and make you know better of themselves. I, I constantly preach to them that that's you, you're branding yourself whether you know it or not. So you might as well have a formula and a plan as far as how to do it and why to do it. And uh, the the word I want to leave everybody: leadership. You know, lead lead by example, um, lead with passion. Lead with uh, um, conviction about what you believe in, and uh, you know, expound that to other people around you. That makes the, the business better for everybody. Leadership, depth, fun, fun. Have fun leadership on a deep level. <laughs> deep levels of fun leadership yeah. awesome. with no F and I manager, you know, at all. With you in the dealership by yourself. Go ahead. And then Mikey D waiting on F and I. Uh, go ahead and wrap it up, Mike. Um, you know, my dealership has no issues with me branding myself. The, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Just Google Mike Davenport, Google Chevy dude, Google Louisville Chevy dude. Um, I'm out there. They love it. I make a ton of money for, for them. Um, I cracked a million dollars in gross last year for them. It's something no, nobody's ever done, um, with the dealership outside of, outside of the commercial stuff, uh, the commercial stuff that we have. Um, but no salesperson on the sales floor has ever done that. And, um, I think any dealership out there, including including the corporate stores, um, that say, "Hey, you know what? You can't brand yourself." They're idiots. I mean, it's, it's, it's just that's the biggest thing that they can't shouldn't do is let their salespeople do it because if they did it smart, they're going to let their they're going to say, "Okay, this is what we content that we want out. Go ahead, share it." So the dealership shares something, and then the sales all the salespeople sell something and and or um, share something. So, you know, if that salesperson has 100 friends or followers on his Facebook and they have 18, 18 people 
uh, in sales, okay, now all of a sudden there's 1,800 people, and we know 800 people on Facebook is not, nothing. So my word for this year is bold, uh, B-O-L-D, bold, because, uh, you know, when you are bold at everything you do, only positive things ever happen. Awesome, man. So we got bold, and you know what? The state of Kentucky, I'm, assu- I'm sure the governor and the senators are pretty happy about uh about Mike Davenport, he's he's uh, he's branding the freaking state. I think like three people moved to Kentucky because of Mike last year, and how much money he's making. So, um, RT Rob, uh, leave us man with uh, you. I love your Twitter handle. I mean, you know, you're the you're the you're the expert, baby. You're the car expert. So, talk about um, what branding means to you. Any resistance, and then leave us with your word, Rob. We may have lost Rob. Did we lose Rob? We Rob may have lost year. Rob. All right, so Candace, thank yeah, you for joining us. Quit. And, and uh, Candace um, Crane, and I know that it seems like you came on and you were the you were the agent of change, and um, and you might have you might have gotten, uh, but you're tough. We met you. You're tough. So, give us your uh, closing remarks here, and um, thanks for joining us, um, and give us the word for the year for Candace Crane. Yeah, I just really appreciate you guys letting me me call in, and more importantly, I, I'm very enthusiastic about how the individuals on the call today responded to some of my thoughts because I know that they are pretty out there and I think it's um, it's just really exciting that some of the top people, top sales people in the industry are, are open to the dialogue and the concept of what can happen in the future so that um, just made me really happy to hear and my my word is evolution. I, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm really excited for the industry to continue to evolve and I want to be a part of it. Awesome. Well, you are. And, uh, and, and those of you that um, we said it earlier, but I want to say this, not only uh, will uh, Auto Dealer Live be doing a keynote with some amazing dealers, but we have three um, actual scheduled panels. And Candice, you're on one of those where uh, Jim DeLuca, yourself, I think Frank Lopes, uh, several other people where we had a show a few months ago or a couple months ago eliminating the box. So we're going to be um, we're going to be live from the convention talking about this in front of a live audience of dealers about um, getting rid of the uh, F&I department and i'm sure that's going to stir up some controversy but also some thinking so um it's going to be incredible you don't want to miss that um at all so my word my word would be about this show is is really seriously amazing what an amazing group of uh of of people and uh consummate car professionals and i want to thank you guys for and gal for joining us and taking time out of your busy schedule to really pour into the listeners thank you thank you thank you, thank you, for having us thank, you. thank you guys Tommy, that was awesome, man. Man, that is such a such a contentious topic. It is. I'm I mean, excited it, to see actually because because you know like I said, it's something. This is our question list, and we didn't even get halfway through it because <clears throat> no, I didn't I mean, need to. It, yeah, we didn't need to. People, um, like I said, I think it's it's something you know when it's all said and done, people are people are some sometimes I think things are so different, and it's going to take and it may be, and I think evolution is probably a good word mm-hmm. because it may not be overnight. It's going to probably yeah. have to be a process because. I don't know. It's too strange. People don't like. They don't like change. They don't like not, not like people that. Don't like not like change. immediate. No, 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 they don't. Well, the people don't like change. We don't like change. You know, we don't like change. And the bottom line is that that ultimately, I don't like change. You don't like change. But change is not only necessary; it's mandatory. It's a mandate to get to the next level. You must change. And uh, upcoming shows next week is our mashup show. It is live. It is live. It's not a, a pre-recorded show. I don't want you to think of that. But the reason we're calling it mashup. I love a mashup of songs. A mashup of songs is is all original. I'm not talking about somebody like knocking it off and doing like some kind of like you know yeah. like you know goofball like version of it. You know what I mean? I'm talking like the original. Some DJ took a bunch of people 
and took their songs and somehow worked it out together. Blended it. Mashed it up like mashed potatoes. With some gravy. Some, some freaking biscuits. Hey, here's the, some mashup next week. You don't want to miss the mashup show. We have some incredible guests with some incredible topics. Just kind of throw it all together, and it's going to turn out amazing. Then we have um, at Digital Dealer 20, which is the following week, we've got the e-commerce panel. We're going to be piggybacking on last week's panel. We're going to bring this to the convention floor. We're going to talk about e-commerce since boring up already and really what that means and how e-commerce affects your dealership moving forward in 2016 and beyond. We have um, the mashup panel at Digital Dealer, Mike. We've got, um, we have eliminating the box, Tommy. And then I'm going to be speaking on defining your dealership, your company and dealership's culture. Um, Come see my workshop, uh, Culture Shock. You don't want to miss it because culture is what it's really all about. And I'm going to teach you and help you together. We're going to uh, grow our companies and grow it the right way with people that not do it because they have to, but do it because they want to. Do it because they want to. And then on the keynote stage, on the keynote stage, we have the Great American Automotive Panel. You want to go to Digital Dealer, tweet at us. We got some tickets. If you're at a dealership currently, if you're working, you're a dealership uh, personnel professional, then we're going to get you to Digital Dealer on us. So make sure you tweet to us. Time is running out. And don't forget, on Thursday, we have the Leading Ladies Boom, Leading Ladies. Leading Ladies. Which one is that? That is the Leading Ladies panel. It's a Leading Ladies. Ooh, I just knocked the Sasquatch off. Come on. I just knocked off the (laughs) Yeti. That's that's such an example of how my life goes. What is that? The Yeti? Sasquatch Yeti. As soon as Tommy Tommy gets to the top, Dave knocks him right back up. Come on. Hey, one more more word real quick. Sasquatch Yeti. What's another word for... for, uh, Uh, Abominable Snowman. Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. We just knocked the Bigfoot off. Hey, listen. Bobblehead Day. National Bobblehead Days. We'll give it another way. You can have a you can have you can have my, one of mine if you want it. But if you don't want it, you're not gonna offend me because we have we have a vintage Dave Cribbs bobblehead. Yeah. Top tweeter leader. What time's that in, Mike? Five o'clock? Five o'clock. So you have twenty-three minutes. Twenty-two minutes left. The top influencer from the beginning of the show until five o'clock Eastern wins your choice of bobblehead on National Bobblehead Day. Uh. Bobblehead Day. It's Bobblehead. <laughs> right, I want a bobblehead. Are like, you gonna, are you right really now, gonna we've alienated it? every person that was listening to us. Nobody right like, now. Well, we're right, literally doing this get back by to work now. And they're like, okay. It's, I do it for me anyway. So Me too. Whatever. Me too. Have a good one. We out. Peace.